Have you ever watched somebody's head implode, like literally explode and bits and pieces are everywhere? You're going to see that in a couple minutes with me as some idiot, dumbass clown, entitled little punk, uh, leaked audio, or what's the right word? Taped Lane Kiffin in his office and talked about disrespect. I may implode. I got Kermit Washington coming up. I got a monster day today. I'm so frustrated. I'm not even sure I can speak. Watch a man's head implode here at Don't At Me in about a minute. See, I have this conversation with coaches all the time. I get offered about one or two coaching jobs a year. Assistant coach, hey, Dan, we'd like to bring you on staff. And I always said this. I don't like players. You like players. I don't like players. My son's coaching. He likes players. I can't stand players. I have such a dislike for players. I don't want to bring players on my show. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to hear from their mommies and daddies. I don't want nothing. You all like them. Oh, my God, Gabe Cups played so good for Indiana. Yay, Ron, go fight, win. Players suck. They're entitled. They're little batches, and they suck. The latest example, Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is getting ready for arguably the biggest game of his Mississippi career. He's got a real shot here. He's got a terrific quarterback in Jackson Dart, and he's going to go play Alabama. And if he wins the game, there is an outside, outside possibility that Lane Kiffin and Mississippi can get into the college football playoff. Now, I don't know what's going to happen, but there's a lawsuit going on. Yeah, there's a lawsuit going on about Lane Kiffin. It's a $40 million lawsuit because some fat-ass kid decided that he didn't want to play anymore, and I'm going to do what fat-ass kids do in this day and age. I'm going to take a mental health break. Mental health. I sent my kids, stepkids, everybody, in my Team Tenacious uh, text, and it was, hey, did you ever hear your dad say he couldn't go to work because he was sad? No. F your feelings and go to work. Now, that flies in the face of everything that most people think these days. That flies in the face of damn near everything that the world thinks, but I don't care. There's 350 million people in the United States. We're not all supposed to wear little chinos on Big Ten Network like Rayfeld Davis and look like half a chick. We're supposed to have, some of us are supposed to be dudes. Some of us are supposed to be adult men with penises and act that way. That's what we're supposed to do. Oh, I'm sad. I need a mental health. So here it is. Some guy named DeSanto Rollins. DeSanto Rollins, big fat ass, decided, I'm sad. No, he wasn't sad. He just didn't feel like playing. He's on scholarship. He's got NIL money. So he took a couple weeks off. Ah, I'm going to take a couple weeks off. Really? From the football team during football season? Okay, DeSanto. Now, Rollins is suing Kiffin and Ole Miss in federal court for $10 million in damages, $30 million in punitive damages, claims that Kiffin ignored signs that the left tackle was suffering depression and the coach treated it in a way that was grossly reckless and indifferent. Yeah, yeah, pull this, it plays jingle bells. Yeah, I don't care because people are always on the other side telling me, well, mental health is something. No, 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 I got the depression. I understand it. But look, you're on a football team. You got depression. A head coach says, hey, look, I need to talk to you. I want to get in there. And this kid hadn't show for weeks. Doesn't show for weeks. Not weeks. So, now, this guy DeSantis decides, I'm coming back. And he walks into Kiffin's office 
and he's secretly taping the conversation. Let's hear what Kiffin's great, fantastic response was. If you would have come here, when you kept getting messages, the head coach wants to talk to you, and you saying, I'm not ready to talk to him. I wasn't. Well, what f***ing world do you live in? I don't see why you got to be disrespectful, honestly. Get out of here. Go. Go. You're off the team. <laughs> see ya. See ya. <laughs> see ya. Go. Go. <coughs> and guess what? We can kick you off the team. So go read your f***ing rights about mental health. We can kick you off the team for not showing up. When the head coach has to meet with you and you don't show up for weeks, okay, we can remove you from the team. It's called being the f***. It's called hiding behind sh and not showing up to work. Why you gotta be disrespectful? Why you gotta be disrespectful? What? What? He's gotta be disrespectful because you disrespected yourself, your team, and him by not showing up. And furthermore, he's gotta be disrespectful because you brought in a camera or a freaking recorder to record the guy. The beauty is this, and I don't think we heard that here. This guy wasn't going to have mental health issues if he got his position changed. That's what this is. This dude didn't get his position changed, so this dude's crying. This dude went on mental health day. Yeah, just such crap. Why you got to be disrespectful? Really? Oh, I don't know. You didn't show up. What have you done to earn respect? See, every slap that plays college basketball, football, baseball, whatever, thinks it's like immediately you're to be respected. Immediately. You, I can do whatever I want, but why you got to disrespect me? Because you're an idiot. Because you need to be disrespected. You've done nothing to earn respect. I cannot not see my effing boss, Kiffin said. When you were told again and again the head coach needs to see you, it wasn't to make you practice. It wasn't to play a position you didn't effing want to, okay? It was to talk to you and explain to you the real world. So I don't give a F what your mom says, okay, or what you think in the effing real world. You show up to work, and then you say, hey, I have mental issues. I can't do anything for two weeks, but if you change my position, I won't have mental issues. Hey, man, you guys listen to player. Bill, I love Billis, but all these guys, players, man, play, player empowerment is crap. Player empowerment is garbage. Player empowerment, NIL, is total fraud. Fraud. You give players an inch. How many players are now with mental health issues? Did you ever see your dad say, hey, I'm sad. I don't want to go to work. Oh, hell no. Now that's all we got. We've raised little pussies. We got a whole world full of little pussies that can't go to work because I'm sad. I had depression. I slept on the damn floor when I was coaching at Bowling Green and losing. My father knew that if I ever lost, because I'm so uber freaking stupid, ridiculous, deathly competitive, that if I ever lost, I was going to die, he thought. All right? So I, when we lost at Bowling Green, and we had no chance to win because we had lost our three best players, five of the seven years I was there, I'm on the floor. But you know what I got? I got my fat ass up and went to work. That's right. I didn't call my boss and say, I need two weeks. I got to have two weeks. I'm sad. Yeah, mental health is real. Yeah, okay, fine. Leave the team. Go get your mental health if it's that important. What a bunch of crap. Hey, look, I get it. Toxic masculinity. We need more toxic masculinity in this world. 
We need a hundred times the time. Sarah Spade, she of the big jugs that she tried to sell uh, on the internet to go to the Super Bowl. She of I want to F Steve Bartman on video. She's crying at me. Toxic masculinity. We need more toxic masculinity. Hey, we don't need abuse. We don't need deviance. We need dudes to say, I'm going to be a dude. Period. I can't believe my head's still attached. I cannot, I cannot believe. Uh, you show up uh, when your head and when your boss wants to meet with you. It wouldn't have been like this. If you were to come here when you kept getting messages that the head coach wants to talk to you and you say, I'm not ready to talk. Uh, I wasn't. Well, so, so what? It's always a fat ass guy too. I'm looking, I didn't even know who this Santos is, but I knew he wasn't a corner. I knew he was a fat ass lineman. I knew it. I knew it. I don't see why you got to be disrespectful. Yeah, okay. Get out of here. You're off the team. You're done. Always. I'm telling you. It's like, you, have you ever seen the skinny hot mom in the store abusing their kid and being loud? Never. Never. Uh-uh. It's always the big one. I didn't have to look. I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't even have to look. And I knew what this kid looked like. Just a big old fat kid. Man, I, I, if you change my position, coach, hey, coach, change my position, and I'm good. Lane Kiffin did nothing wrong. Nothing. The kid's going to stay on scholarship. I used to tell kids all the time, hey, man, apparently I got to keep you on scholarship, but you ain't going to be around the basketball team because you're not helping them. You don't like it? Hey, I get it. But I was the king of having kids transfer, and then I was the king of having kids, and this is where I'm coming from. I was the king of having kids transfer, and then I got to file this thick of letters from moms and dads and kids and coaches saying, I want to come back. I made a mistake. I went to another program. I can't believe how they didn't care about me. I can't believe how they didn't make me go to school. I can't believe how they, they didn't check in with me like you checked in with me all the time. I didn't like you checking in, but you were checking in. I got to file this thick from kids that quit, and then they're like, oh, man, huh? Bad move. No kidding. But we just go along because the fat 18 to 25-year-old is just in charge. The skinny 18 to 25-year-old is just in charge. The black, the white, the green, the the kid playing in a sport is just in charge. And somehow we let it go. Somehow we just say, hey, look, all right, great, man. Oh, no kidding. Oh, all right. Wow. Anything you want. (laughs) And then they're going to F you every single day. Time. You don't think, you don't think Caleb Williams right now, this entire year, is screwing Lincoln Kennedy? I'll kiss your ass. I'll kiss your ass. I know the signs. You don't. I do. I know the signs. I'm watching. I'm sitting there going, oh, he's screwing him as big as his head every day. Body language, bitching, above the program. You remember a kid named Jaden Ivey? played at Purdue. His mom was the coach at Notre Dame. Hey, how good has Purdue gotten since Jaden Ivey got the hell out of there? Huh? They were good with him. But when normally you lose the first, second, third, whatever he was picking the draft, normally the program takes a hit, particularly when you don't have another draft choice there. Purdue's gotten better. But everybody kissed Jaden Ivey's ass as he was throwing the ball. He was sulking. It was awful to watch for the kid because he believed his own bullshit. 
That's where we're at right now in this world, and I've had enough. Good for Lane Kiffin. Dismiss the lawsuit. In fact, file a lawsuit against that kid and whoever's around him and say fraud. You took money from us for a scholarship. You didn't show up for work. All right, Michigan. Every Michigan dude looks the same. Every Michigan little whiny looks the same. Short, black hair, no athletic ability, pasty white dude. Everyone looks the same. And I got to tell you, the poster child for it, what the hell is this guy's name? It's unbelievable. What's this guy? David Schuster. David Schuster is the poster child for little white, East Coast, dark-haired, about this tall, Michigan man. There's no such thing as a Michigan man. Michigan men are wimps. Michigan men are pussies. Michigan men are just ridiculous human beings. Why I say that? Because they can't come clean on what's going on here. They're making every single excuse. Every excuse in the world. I mean, everyone. Well, you know, everybody's doing it. Well, Harbaugh didn't know. Shut up. Some guy named David Schuster. David Schuster looks just like every Weasley-ass Michigan man not named Dockage. Just a little guy about this, yay. Got black hair, a little receding, maybe not, I don't know. And just a little batch. Have we heard from or seen any people in this world that are bigger batches than the Michigan man? All they want to do is make excuses. I mean to tell you, excuse after excuse after excuse. Here's what I'm hearing. I'm going to tell you what I'm hearing. Then we'll get into this David Schuster. I'm hearing that it's going to be bad. I'm hearing it's coming. And what you see today is not going to be the finality of it. I'm hearing that they have the goods. The Big Ten, the NCAA knows that whatever Michigan is spewing about other people getting their signs, they know that's perfectly legal. I'm hearing there maybe, maybe, not officially, and I'm not sure I believe this, I'm not sure I believe that the FBI is going to get involved in this, but it is possible because of the gambling element. I'm hearing that with the three investigations currently going on, this is going to take a few weeks. Whatever happens today is going to happen, or whatever doesn't happen today is going to happen. I don't know. Who the hell knows? But what is going to happen is Michigan is going to get smacked around. Michigan is going to get beaten. And let me ask you a question. How many times does Harbaugh have to get suspended for being a cheater, a liar, a thief, whatever else you want to call him, if he gets suspended today, like a lot of people are speculating, before a Michigan man can can admit, hey, look, we got to do something about this. But Michigan men are little, whiny, East Coast little batches. That's what they are. I'm sorry. They all look alike. So, There's a guy named David Schuster, and David Schuster looks exactly like what you would think a Michigan man. Feinbaum said this, everything that happens from here on out, this is Paul Feinbaum, and I'm going to give you this David Schuster, a former MSNBC anchor, everything that happens from here on out with Michigan is going to be tainted. Michigan wins the national championship. Harbaugh's given that trophy. I think the rest of the sports world is going to turn its nose in disgust. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I don't. By the way, he looks exactly like Heather Dinich. Like, they look alike. I was going to say something. I promised I would take the high road with Heather Dinich. I promised I would. But I just, ugh. Anyway, Feinbaum and Heather Dinich look exactly alike. Anyway, so now, in reaction to that, a very, what's the right word? Oh, Obermanish. A very Obermanish, unhinged rant. This morning... Feinbaum, 
accidentally spoke his truth and made things clear. This is not a fight over football, the reputation of a coach and a team. Feinbaum is out to damage the reputation of the entire, the entire school. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. We're too hot today. I think Michigan stole my signals. Let's go over what is being reported. I'm spitting it. I got phlegm. I got stuff. I'm so excited. But let's go over what's being reported today. It's being reported. They think Harbaugh is going to get a two-game suspension and a fine. But, ladies and gentlemen, I'll keep telling you, this is only the start of it. There's a lot more to come. Remember, there are three, not one, not two, but three investigations ongoing. Way back, the one that Harbaugh lied in, that's still ongoing about what he did during COVID. Of course, the investigation into the sign stealer. And don't forget, Michigan men are saying they're not culpable for the offensive coordinator deciding to, oh, I don't know, steal cyber crimes, go into other universities, websites and take from those websites private computers practice plans and practice tapes that what I that's what I have been told this is all about Michigan men have decided that they're going to fight for Michigan and Michigan are little batches I mean let's not even mess around with this Michigan men suck Michigan men are little guys that all look the same they do they run around their little camp and they all look like Schefter they're all scrappy they're all just, God, we're scrappy. We're going to be a lawyer. We're going to, well, Michigan men, we love Harbaugh. We don't care if we cheat. You got to understand something about Michigan. They've been cheating a long time. Like, I really didn't pay attention to Michigan my whole life. Uh, all of a sudden, they bring in Rose and Howard, and they were cheating their ass off. Juwan Howard had a guy named Donnie Kirksey. Donnie Kirksey was a Seagram salesman who was like Jerome, uh, Juwan Howard's guy. Kirksey got paid allegedly 10 grand to speak at Steve Fisher's basketball camp, which may have been legal. Hell, I don't know. But anyway, Kirksey was always the guy you had to grease to get to Juwan Howard. Weber had just a ton of them, and Rose was a mess. Rose's whole thing. That was Ed Martin. That was this guy who ended up dying, which saved Weber. But anyway, then it went to Lewis Bullock, Tractor Trailer, Maurice Taylor, Mateen Cleese was involved in a car wreck. That opened up the whole thing. The whole thing was chaos. So Michigan's been cheating for a long, long time. A lot of people have known that. We've all known that. I mean, what are we talking about here? So it is nothing new for Michigan to have not one, not two, but three investigations going on. What is going to happen? I don't know. Feinbaum, er, Heather Dinich, they look alike. They look exactly alike. Not even father-daughter. Like, Dinich looks just like uh, Feinbaum, and Feinbaum looks just like Dinich. They're reporting, at least Dinich is, in her weird way. She's reporting a couple games suspension, of course. A fine. Let me ask you a question. How many suspensions does Harbaugh get? I, you ever want to hear or you ever want to see the definition of just win, baby? Jim Harbaugh, if Jim Harbaugh had lost the last two years to Ohio State and been 0-7, Michigan would be pounding their chest. Get rid of this heathen. Get rid of him. Must be gone. Get out of here. We don't want him. Sayonara, Laganoch, adios, goodbye. 
Well, of course, Michigan men now are defending the great Harbaugh. Of course they are. And there is a guy who seems like a complete D-bag, like the definition of D-bag. When you're defining D-bag, I think you look up David Schuster. David Schuster is mad. He's a Michigan man. MSNBC, former anchor. Now, I don't know how you get fired from MSNBC, but, hey, this guy apparently managed to. Maybe not. Maybe he left on his own. Who knows? So Feinbaum, let's go from the top, fellas. Let's put Feinbaum's rant up there about Michigan. Feinbaum, and I don't think this is correct, Feinbaum says everything will have been tainted. Everything that happens from here on in with Michigan is going to be tainted. If Michigan wins a national championship, Harbaugh is going to be given the trophy. The rest of the sports world is going to turn his nose on it. That's right. Uh, you know what? He's not wrong. He's not. He, he, he's not, but he is. He, he's not right either. Like some are, some are. And some aren't. Most aren't because guess what we like? We like winners. And most people don't even understand what this whole thing is about. And I'll give Michigan credit to the general public. They've clouded the waters. They've clouded the waters because most people are like, eh, eh, what, everybody's doing it. Didn't you see what the headline was about Purdue and Ohio State and Rutgers and all these other schools? Everybody's doing it. Why are we even bother? You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why are we even wasting our time? And you look at it, and you're like, yeah, I read this. It says everybody's doing it. Yeah, I read that. All right, now let's go to David Schuster. David Schuster has stuff to say. What does David Schuster have to say, fellas? This morning, Mich Michigan, uh, Feinbaum, accidentally spoke his truth and made things clear. This is not a fight over football or the reputation of a team and a coach. Feinbaum is out to damage the reputation of the entire University of Michigan, one of the finest academic institutions in the world. Yeah, okay. All right. All right, let's go to the next one. We got a bunch here because this guy went unhinged. Anyone who cares about basic decency and integrity needs to condemn Feinbaum. No, they don't. <coughs> Feinbaum gave his opinion. This has gone way beyond sportsmanship in the game of football. The reputation of the entire UM, Michigan, is now on the line. Feinbaum has made it clear. This cannot stand. No, I'll give you the reputation in sports. It's a cheating institution. Well, let me tell you, they knew this is no different than those pukes on the Fab Five, than those DUI-getting, grand jury-lying, lying pukes on the Fab Five. Yes, I know they're culture icon. Every black kid wanted to wear uh, long pants and, uh, you know, whatever. Okay, great. But the fact of the matter is, if we're going to talk about the University of Michigan in this vein, this uh, hardball thing is no different. Michigan knew exactly that the Fab Five was getting paid by Ed Martin. Michigan knew exactly what was going on, but guess what? Revenue was coming in. Oh, really? The only difference was there was a race element to it. Michigan was too chicken blamed to do anything because, well, you know, they're, they're, they're cultural icons. Jalen Rose is a cultural icon. Yeah, okay, pull this and plays Jingle Bell. This is no different. Michigan let it go because they were winning. They didn't win the Big Ten. They didn't win anything, but they did get the two Final Fours, which is good. Anyway, dear Disney chairman, my family and I planning a week-long trip to Disney, but we have now paused the reservations given blah, 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 which Disney owns. If Feinbaum gets fired, our family will go to Six Flags. If Feinbaum doesn't get fired, look, oh, my God, he's holding Disney hostage. Oh, Michigan man. I'm telling you, people are nuts. 
There's no way anybody associated with Michigan has even a shred of integrity. There is no integrity here at Michigan. There's none. Zero. Zip. What Schuster should be saying is I'm disgusted by my university. This has all the ramifications of the Fab Five. Michigan is turning a blind eye to the cheating that is going on. Michigan wants it to go away, and Michigan only wants it to go away because we know they're winning. So this guy has decided that he is going to boycott. I'm going to Six Flags. Look, probably doesn't even have kids, and I guarantee you this guy's kids are little pains in the prick. I promise you they are. Next with David Schuster. Bob Iger, oh my God. Bob, you're mad. I know others in the Michigan community will join me in following. Dear ESPN, Fire, Feinbaum, or your channel will suffer more consequences than you can ever imagine. This seems like another Michigan man unhinged. Oh, it can't be. Sure it is. And look at him. Grab your screen and pinch. He looks exactly like every Michigan twerp out there. He does, except for the athletes. My son doesn't look like that. Duncan Robinson didn't look like that. Karis LeVert didn't look like that. The athletes are here. They look like real human beings. Everybody here is a prototype that goes to the school. We're scrappy. We're shefty. I got, I, got, I got news. I'm on my phone. I'm scrappy. Shut up. Well, rain your hell down on us, Michigan. I know you have a massive alumni grip base. You have a massive, humongous alumni base. Rain your terror on us. But wait, there's more from David Schuster, the prototypical. Dear DoorDash, I need about $500 in food delivered soon for a kid's party. But thanks to your association with ESPN, blah, 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 I'll be giving all my business to Grubhub. Congratulations, boycott ESPN. You know what this guy needs? This guy needs a punch in the face. He does. Every Michigan man that's defending this crap. We're Michigan men. All right, I ask, and I ask very clearly, what do you stand for, Michigan? What grinds your gear? Excellence in football. Now, all right, what, what do you really stand for? Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah, well, uh, not to Jewish folks. On Michigan's campus, there have been some problems there. Certainly not free speech. You're among the universities, among the most voracious universities, at limiting free speech. Anybody anti-vax or pro-Donald Trump, silenced at that idiotic institution. Uh, What do you stand for? That is my question. Apparently, you stand for DoorDash. I'm going to tell you, David Schuster, $500. Hey, good for you. I tell you what, DoorDash, tell him to stick it. Next from David Schuster. This is totally, this is Keith Oberman-esque. This is the kind of stuff that I love out of Keith Oberman. I miss Keith Oberman. Uh, hey, Home Depot, I need to purchase a lot of lumber and building materials for one of our lo- from one of your local stores this weekend for my deck. Boy, he gets a lot of done. But thanks to your association with ESPN, and game day, my business is going to Lowe's. Hey, look, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I got to get some woodwork done. True story. I got a lot of stuff on the water that's rotting wood, and I hired a wood guy. I will use Home Depot. And Home Depot, we'll make it up. We'll go far more than some little David Schuster 
is going to go. Next on David Schuster in this unhinged rant. Seriously, you see where I'm getting here? Hosts and crew really stay at the Yipsy Marriott when in town to cover. Interesting. Anyone know what the local noise ordinance are in the streets and public sideways in front of the hotel at 2 a.m.? Asking for 100,000 friends. See, I've told you before, and I tell you again. The little guys at Michigan have no integrity. The little guys want everybody's silence. The little guys at Michigan, the liberals of Michigan, guess what they aren't? The most tolerant. We don't like what you say about our school. So we're going to bring 100,000 friends. And very, very passive-aggressive, we're going to tell you where you're staying. Is there anything more ridiculous than this? I love this. There are certain things in this world that I absolutely love, and this is one of them. It is. I love when little batches go nuts. I love when they lose their mind. I love Overman's rant, Oberman or whatever the hell his name is. I love David Schuster's rant. I have a friend that worked with David Schuster. He sent me a text. I sent him a text back. Seems like a colossal D-bag. Absolutely. That's not hard. Look, all you got to do is one time, one time, go to a Michigan basketball game and look in the student section. You're going to see everybody looking the same. Now, to the point, there are some people that are athletes. The women look better as athletes. The men look different as athletes. My son, Duncan, Karis LeVert, uh, Spike Albeck look different. But I'm telling you right now, they're all the same. They all look like Shefty. They're this tall, dark hair, and angry. Getting scrappy. I need a coffee. Wait, wait, Trump, Trump, Trump. What, Trump, Trump, Trump? Ohio State, oh my God. I've never seen it. Well, I'm used to it, but I've never really seen it. It's amazing to me how Michigan, who says and talks about Michigan men, is so full of shit is so lacking in integrity. It's amazing. It's almost like I said, my wife said this the other day. She said, you know, Dan, she said, I don't buy into all your stuff all the time. I'm just saying, I don't buy into it. But you are always right about things far earlier. I told her the whole thing about the world's most intolerant being Democrats, being liberals. I go, they're full of crap. They're the most intolerant human beings alive. There's no tolerance for anything other than them. And she hit me with it the other day. She goes, you know, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I know I'm right. I'm always right. All right. I love this show. Look, we are the only show alive. 356 people stayed on our YouTube chat and just were chatting. Now, there's some warriors out there, but they're chatting. Let me ask you a question. What do you think right now of Dennis Rodman? You know, Dennis Rodman was a cultural icon for a minute. He was a guy that we went, yay, Rod, go fight with. Yay, we all want to be Dennis Rodman. All right, we all want to be Dennis Rodman. Okay. I'm tired of Dennis Rodman. You know why? I don't like that guys talk about their sexual exploits. I don't think guys, when they get into their 60s, need to talk about who they stooped. I don't. I just don't. Rodman keeps talking about who he stooped. Rodman's latest conquest, according to Dennis Rodman, 
was Jeannie Buss. I like Jeannie Buss. She seems to walk around with a smile on her face. Uh, Dennis Rodman said that they dated. Jeannie Buss said, we didn't date Dennis Rodman. When my dad, Jerry Buss, brought Dennis, he said, hey, where are you going to be tonight? Okay, we're all going to this restaurant or going to this club or making make sure that I and I, here it is, I did not date Dennis Rodman. When my dad, then owner Jerry Buss, brought on Dennis to the team, it was kind of like, let's make sure that we know where he is at all times. So if it's about, hey, where are you going to be tonight? Okay, we're all going to this restaurant, or we're going to this club, or we're going to this beach, or we're going to wherever Dennis is going to go to be. You could say it was dating. You could say it was dating to say that it was making sure that I had an eye on him. Yeah, she's full of crap. I hadn't read the whole thing. She's full of crap. She was giving it to Dennis. I'm not sure what she was giving, but she was, yeah, she's full of crap here. Look, I can read this like it's a book. Jeannie got all excited, like a lot of women do back in the day, by Dennis Rod- Rodman's and Jeannie, Jeannie Buss had all of the different guys that she could possibly want. Hollywood star, whatever. And this guy was different. And maybe there were some daddy issues that pissed her off. She wanted the bad boy. But after reading that, there is absolutely no question, none, zero zip, that Jeannie and Rodman did something. I don't pretend to know what. I don't. But read that and tell me I'm wrong. Oh, we were just, you know, sort of kind of following him around. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Hey, let me tell you something. I know who's doing the stupid, and I know who ain't doing the stupid. I'll never forget this. My buddy, my friend, Kevin Custer, he he watches a lot, so I say his name because I love the man. One of my best friends of life. I'm like, hey, we got a game tonight. Can you take my girlfriend, Fishnet? And Custer was a good-looking dude, looked like Tom Cruise. Can you take my girlfriend, Fishnet, to her uh, sorority dance? Yeah, I knew she would have a good time. I knew he would have a good time. And I didn't really care about the relationship, so I figured they're stupid. We play Northwestern. Uh, we get home late. Custer and Fishnet come to my house, come to my apartment. I'm kind of laying on the couch. I think we had won. Maybe we lost. I can't remember. But the game was being replayed. I'm laying on the couch watching the TV. They walk in. And I look at them, and I go, hold the phone here. I can tell you two been messing around. Get out of here. I wasn't even mad. They're like, what are you talking about? No, 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 no. I go, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Hey, you both got a nice night going. Just keep it going. I'm going to hang here. And they're like, damn, what are you talking You know, they tried to act mad, right? But they answered the question with a question. And whenever your wife, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance answers a cheating question with a question, you got them. What are you talking about? Well, the question was pretty clear. So anyway, I can always tell who's doing the stupid. My neighbor across the street, I'm out doing the yard. She had a convertible. She drives by. She gave me a look. Not that she wanted to stoop old Double D. I went in the house and I told my first wife, hey, Jackie, Karen over here stooping. She goes, how'd you know? I can tell when a woman's done stooping. She goes, yeah, she's stooping the builder over there. I go, does her husband know? No, her husband don't know. I go, all right. I went back out and did my yard work. I know from stooping 
And Jeannie, you ain't fooling me, sister. Not with that response. It'd have been very easy to say, no, I didn't date Dennis Rodman. What's wrong with you? I don't date players. I date coaches. But no. You ever hear the Shakespearean line, he slash she doth protest too much? They rarely would talk to me, even in games. I think that's the main reason why they cut me. They went to the upper hand, and they didn't want me anymore on the brief in his alleged relationship with Jeannie Buss, upset Kobe Bryant, and Shaq. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Hey, I should hire myself out. If you think your wife or girlfriend's stupid, just let's clandestinely meet at a coffee shop with you and your wife. I'll get that straightened out. I'm good at it. We'll be right back. We're canceling all guests. We're on a roll today. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. I've been told it's coming, ladies and gentlemen. I've been told. Now, I'm not talking about whatever little suspension Jim Harbaugh gets right now. I think it's coming. I've been told it's coming in the next couple of weeks, even more. Here's the deal with Harbaugh. He'll never coach at Michigan next year. He's out. Uh, I'm just going to tell you, common sense tells me he is OU double T. He gone because, well, there's three investigations going on, one into cyber crimes, one into Harbaugh and COVID and the activities, the cheating activities that that idiot did. And, of course, now we've got the sign stealer. He will be gone after this year. Michigan will not ask him to go, but Michigan will be done with him, and he will be done with Michigan. It seems that's the way it's going. Here's the other thing that I would ask people. Have we heard anything about Jim Harbaugh's extension? Is there anything going on right now? Remember, when Michigan was doling out all of this and leaking all of this information about other schools are doing it, and the president met with the team, and an extension is forthcoming, we haven't heard about that in a few weeks. You know, usually when you hear about an extension for a guy like Jim Harbaugh and it was going to make him the number one, the highest paid coach maybe in the country, but certainly in the Big Ten, we usually hear about it to the point where it eventually gets done. Once that smoke comes from a president, a general, or excuse me, an athletic director, board of regents, when somebody out there is leaking that, guess what? It usually concludes with an extension. In fact, I would argue 98% of the time. And when there's a story this big, it's not just us covering this story. I was watching Get Up. First story they had the other day was this. I didn't see it today, but that's the story that people are talking about. And there's a variety of reasons for it. One is that Michigan is a national champion contender, but the other is they're playing the biggest game of the weekend. You can argue Mississippi-Alabama is the biggest game of the weekend, or maybe USC and Oregon, but I would argue that Penn State and Michigan is the biggest game of the weekend because this gives Penn State a chance to jump back into the fray and eliminates Michigan because I don't think they will allow Michigan in there with one loss. Could be wrong. So this is the biggest story. This is what we're all talking about. And usually when we're talking about this, you hear more and more about the positive, which would be the extension. I haven't heard a word about it. Not one single word have I heard about Jim Harbaugh's extension since they paraded the president out in front of the team. He took a team picture. He talked glowingly of what's going on. Have you or have I missed it? Look, 
When I do a show, I follow what uh, Nick and Nick and Aaron give me. I follow, I study, I research the guests that Beth gives me. And I got to tell you, I've not seen a single thing about Harbaugh's extension. That is odd to me. That tells me something. Maybe I'm wrong about this. I certainly could be. And I don't have any background into this. The stuff I'm telling you about what's coming from Michigan, I have great sources on it. And again, it's not today. It's not what's only happening today. It's what's going to happen in the next coming weeks. Okay? Here's the deal. I forgot my train of thought. Oh, I got to tell you. Michigan's extension, not here. Uh-uh. Not being talked about. My guess is it is on the back burner. I ain't mad about it. I am not mad about it. Not even a little bit. I would be mad if Michigan gave him an extension. I would. I'd be like, what are you doing? You're just thumbing your nose at all of the coaches on their campus that do things the right way, all the coaches across the country that do things the right way, all the coaches that are trying to become head coaches that want to do things the right way, but apparently it doesn't pay to do things the right way. It just doesn't. I'm sorry. It does not pay to do things the right way. Speaking of the right way, is there anything better than a good old-fashioned LeBron James story? Like, all right, one of the great shows of all time, write this down, 24-inch dubs, Roy Slacky, Rob J. One of the great shows in the history of television is Veep. Veep with Elaine Bennis, a.k.a. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, is awesome. No woman in the history of broadcast television has ever swore better than Julia Louis-Dreyfus in Veep. No woman has ever. She's the vice president. I mean, the gross stuff she says, it is awesome. Awesome. And one of the storylines at one point in Veep is because she's so egotistical that Selena Meyer, a.k.a. Louis Dreyfus, whatever the hell her name is, wants to have a museum, wants to have a library, a presidential library. And she's raising money and she's raising hell and she wants her artifacts and her stuff put in a library. Fast forward to yesterday. LeBron James. LeBron James wants to have a museum. He's smart to do this. The LeBron James Museum. All his stuff dedicated to himself. He thinks he's Martin Luther King. Good for him. Good for him. He's Elvis. Good for him. This is the kind of stuff I like. George Lucas had a thing in Chicago, or is trying to build a thing to himself in Chicago. George Lucas was Star Wars, the director, producer, whatever the hell his title was. He wanted something like that. And in fact, he has an unbelievable property right on the, the lake to build this thing. It's a mess. I don't think it's built. Obama wanted a piece of it. Everybody wants a museum to themselves. I don't want a museum. I don't want to be the bachelor. I was telling my wife the other day, I was telling the lovely Lee Ross Dockage, if I were the bachelor, the women would be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm out. If I had a museum, people would be like, yeah, what, 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 what are we going to see? I don't need a museum, but I'm not LeBron James. The dude wants a museum. And the beauty of his museum is it's right down the street from his school. 
Now, I don't know how much you pay attention to this fraud school, but LaFlop school has nobody. Zero. Not one student that passed math proficiency in that school. (laughs) You can't make this ish up. You just can't make this stuff up. It is impossible to make this stuff up. But LeBron, LaFlop, as we call it, nobody, nothing gives the locals hope like a billionaire basketball player who fakes reading books and has a rather disturbing belief system on policing. The locals will look at LeBron as a hero who got out of the hood and now he's going to save them. Meanwhile, gun violence in Summit Count, which includes Akron, has worsened since the pandemic. I don't know if there's anything we can do. These kids are running wild, one parent told the local newspaper. While LeBron is celebrating himself, with a museum, only 11% of the school's first graduating class of eighth graders are proficient in the state's English and language arts. Yeah, and LeBron is going to tell us that police are bad. How's that working out? Is that working out okay? I mean, bad police. That doing good? We doing good with that? I mean, I see Chicago and kids are running around like freaking animals in the middle of this, the, the street, holding up people, acting like complete fool. Is that working out good? I'm checking it out. Is it, is it okay? Is it going well? We okay there? Yeah, I don't think so. All right, we got some emails for you folks because we love you. We love you, love you, love you. Uh, love you long time. It's from a song, so don't go all, you know, I'm anti-Asian. It's from a song. It's one of my favorite songs, Bite Me. All right, here's the deal. This is Joe from Coldwater. Joe from Coldwater, if that's Coldwater, Michigan, my brother-in-law Donnie goes up there. Dan, I've had both knees replaced. Feel great. Just do what the physical therapist says. Great medical staff out of Lima, Ohio. Oh, he's from Coldwater, Ohio. uh, Almost outpatient. First couple weeks suck. Hard to sleep. When weather is good. I'm riding 25 to 30 miles. Good luck. Yeah, I got to have my left knee replaced. I tell you this, QC Kinetics had did a great job for me, has done a great job for me this summer. But my knee is bowing. I want you to think about that. I was never bow-legged, but my left knee is like bowing out. And the doc's like, hey, Dan, you're doing good. I don't even know how you're walking. But it keeps bowing. There's another bone growing inside it. Why don't we get this done? I couldn't argue with him. But Joe from Coldwater, thanks. The reason I haven't got it done is because, frankly, I'm a little batch. My 87-year-old mother said I was a little batch. She was right. I wasn't happy when she said it, but one thing I can do is I can accept it from my mom. She told me, you're being a little bitch. Go get it done. Couple weeks suck. You'll be fine. Sack the hell up. That's our family's motto. It's sack the hell up, and I'm going to sack the hell up. I'm going to do the show. I'm going to have it on Monday. My goal is to do the show by Wednesday. Yeah, I might be drugged up. And anybody that remembers my radio show in Indy after I had oral surgery, uh, I said, I'm doing the show. I took two Percocets the doctor gave me, and I fell asleep interviewing somebody. One of the interns had to hit me. That's all right. That's good radio. That's good streaming. I hope to be there by Wednesday. That's right. I just have a big leg hanging out here. I don't know. But I got to sack up. And you should too. Hey, Steve Clemenson, he used to call him my East Coast idiot. Now he is awesome. Steve Clemenson, we love you long time. Hey, Dan, you mentioned fisting. Can you elaborate from the viewer and 
uh, show pictures next time. Maybe you can get Taco Bell to sponsor. Make sure you sound the bell. I missed emailing you. Good show, fun show. You're East Coast idiot. Yeah, people are starting to pick up on our show. I got great staff here. Beth the Booker, unbelievable. Uh, and Nick and Nick, we talk every day at 5. And the guy, the big boss, Gary and Aaron, they both told us, you got to have meetings. I like meetings. I like talking to those two guys. Anyway, uh, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to show you fisting. If you want to, I believe on Pornhub, you can get fisting. I'll give you a story because I always have a story. One day, I am walking in onto the court at Assembly Hall during a game. It was pregame. Three of my boys were there, and they were sitting up behind the bench, and I looked up, I gave them this. They flipped me off, and I gave them this. I get an email from a porn star. True story. Hey, Dan, saw you walking on the court. Saw you gave the fisting sign. I'm available if you'd like. It's true. This porn star said that to me. It would be fun. Don't know if you know what fisting is, but I think you'd enjoy it. No, I wouldn't. Exit only, baby. And I certainly was not fisting. I was telling him, stick it. That's the universal sign for shoving up your backside. Wait. Oh, yeah, that is fisting. Duh. Next. Randy Sprung. I love you, Randy Sprung. You're all about the email. Randy Sprung. Here it is. DD, your segment on Coach Night last week was outstanding. My father told me about the Ohio State 60 National Championship team, which, as you know, included Coach Knight. Since I was only four at the time, my only connection was watching him coach the Hoosiers against my Buckeyes. Fred Taylor, who coached that 60 team, is recognized here in my and, and his hometown of Zanesville, Ohio. Thanks, Dan, for speaking for middle America folks who have common sense. Well, no, thank you and thank all of you for watching. And look, there is no other show in the country that the show would go out for 20 minutes and everybody on YouTube, Gritty and Sean... And even St. Louis Cardinal fans, who's being a little batch today, Harrison Bergen, Lackey, Silent Isle, all you guys hung around and had a great time. Usually on a show like this, if you go dark for 10, 15 minutes, everybody leaves. You guys are here. You guys are awesome. Hey, uh, voicemail. Oh, boy. 24-inch dubs. 24-inch dubs. Here we go. Let's hear it. This is 24-inch dubs, and this goes out to all the soft-ass Colts fans and Dan himself. The Patriots are beating your ass all the way in Germany, and you clowns are going to have to fly all the way back to Indy, and Greg Doyle and the Indy Star are going to be, how do the Patriots beat us with mac and cheese Jones? Well, you know what? Belichick owns you. And I love how you say, oh, he's going to get fired, and this and that, greatest coach of all time. Don't add me. I'm out. Uh, 81 and 94. You know what that is? 24-inch dubs? 81 and 94 is Bill Belichick's record without Tom Brady. There are three elements to that. Cleveland. Bledsoe. I guess Mac Jones. All sandwiched around Brady. I get you. It's about the chips, man. You know, last guy, and those of you that are longtime uh, viewers of my show, will remember when the radio station from Boston tried to prank me on air. What was that guy's name? He was a tight end. And I mean, we destroyed him. 
We beat him down like the little bats that he is. I forget his name. He's on TV. He's on CBS. Farina. Christian Farina tried to prank us, and we bitch-slapped him like he deserved. And every news uh, place, awful announcing it all, picked it up. It was awesome. So, look, 24-inch dub, I got to tell you. You do you, baby. You keep hanging on there at 2-7. and seven. I would hope you'd beat the Colts. I mean, let's be honest. The Colts are playing with a backup quarterback that absolutely stinks. No, he stinks in Gardner Minshew. You're playing with a first-round draft choice. That's all we need to know. Oh, wait a second. We have a first-year coach here in Indianapolis. Huh? A first-year coach in Indianapolis is going to beat the great Bill Belichick? No chance. Zero shot. The uh, the P-man, the P-men are great, man. They're great. Aaron Hernandez didn't do it, right? The P-men. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I have fun on this show. I got to tell you, I just do. Let's hear from Brett in North Carolina. Yes, sir. This is Brett in North Carolina. I was told to quit calling you docket, so I actually planned on being a mature attitude and addressing you in the proper Mr. Dockett. But Mary Ballsmas? Mary Ballsmas? What? Oh, my gosh. That one, I about lost it on. But after Monday and Tuesday, Notre Dame and Indiana, I was going to go with you every single game. I've been waiting on your pick. Now I owe some killer loan shark named Guido 100K. So please, Mr. Dockage, pick us a winner, please. Thank you. Hey, look, Mary Ballsmas, you're damn right. We're going to get it shaved with Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com, get 20% off, use the code don't at me. Yeah, Mary Ballsmas. Try it. You know, it isn't for you, pal. It's for her. Now, maybe... You don't have a her. Hey, then it's for him. I don't know. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Mary Ballsmas. Shave it up nice. Shave it up sweet. That's right. And thank you for your email. You don't have to call me Mr. Dockage, but I'm Dan. The only people that are allowed to call me Dockage on my radio show are hot women from ESPN. Molly McGrath, Allison Williams, Sage Steele, Samantha Ponder, uh, when Aaron Andrews was there, they were all allowed. How about this? One day at ESPN, ESPN, I bet you Aaron was there. ESPN called an, well, they called an all-talent meeting. And John Skipper got up. And in the time, I was going through some difficulty trying to get Lee to get rid of her boyfriend. All right? So I'm sitting there, and I got Samantha Ponder on my right, and Aaron Andrews on my left. And while Skipper is talking, they're discussing my love life. That's how I roll. Women get me. Women love me. They do. I'm sorry. A lot of you guys, I understand you're jealous, but you see all this? Magic. Only hot women from ESPN or maybe from other networks can call me Dockage. Call me Dan. That's my name. What are you going to do? All right. Uh, I think that's it. If you want to email us, 929-687. Oh, no, no, no. What am I... Aaron, I'm sorry. 929-687-3941 is the line. Give me what you see this weekend. Hey, look, follow somebody in a cape. If you have a great party, 
Maybe you got in a tight nine with someone you shouldn't have. Maybe you got too drunk, fell down. Maybe you acted like a jackass. I don't know. But give us some good stuff. Tell me what they are, what's happening. My buddy Kevin Custer just chimed in. Was a good-looking guy. Kevin, I'm not going to lie. You've gotten thick. I think there's something going on with the thyroid. You were used to be streamed. Now it's from front to back. I don't know what to do with that. It's not fat because you're built like a brick shit house. But I got to tell you, Casey, you're getting thick. A friend of my daughter's, when they were little, got thick this way, took some thyroid medicine, and it changed her life. I'm highly recommended thyroid medicine for you. But anyway, I forget what I was talking about, but that's the way the world goes. Make sure you understand this weekend that we want stories. Hey, Dan, I was walking down the street. Next thing I know, a porn star, a Sherpa, and a hooker stopped me. Something like that. Or what you see in sports. Because I'm going to tell you, I like this weekend's action. I just do. We got screen caps coming up. But before, let's go stock up and stock down on a Friday. Shall we? Stock up, stock down. Do we have an intro? I don't know if we do. I never know if we do. No, probably not. All right. Here we go. I told you I was going to have to go potty in this show. I went to City Barbecue. I like City Barbecue. I played golf the, uh, two, yesterday, two days ago, with my buddy Cam. He's like, I'm getting City Barbecue for him and his wife and his son. I go, ah, you know what? It's on the way home. I'm going to stop. I got $100 worth of stuff. Ribs, brisket. I thought one of the kids was coming over and her boyfriend. They didn't. So Lee and I ate. I've been feeling like ass ever since. So at some point when this is over, if you ever see me leaning up here left, that means I have to go potty. Anyway, stock up. Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek Ramaswamy did the smartest thing I've seen anybody do on a stage in a debate, except for Lloyd Benson when he completely ridiculed Dan Quayle. Vivek Ramaswamy put it back on some Kristen Welker, who is a complete clown, and the guy, uh, what the hell is his name? Shoot. I forget his name. He was in Chicago, and diversity hires all around. Anyway, Ramaswamy talked about how ridiculous it was that the Republican Party hired Democrats to moderate their debate. He said very adroitly and smartly that it should be Joe Rogan, it should be Tucker Carlson, and it should be anybody else but these folks. And he's right. And he put it back on the panel. Why did you, Kristen Welker, facilitate the hoax that was Russia? Why did you, Kristen Welker, facilitate the hoax that was uh, Hillary Clinton? They didn't answer. But here's the bigger issue. DeSantis was stupid. These people are stupid. You got, they're smart people that act stupid. You got to have feel. So when this, they cut off Ramaswamy and they went to DeSantis, and DeSantis should have said, wait a second, he asked a good question. Answer his question. You got to have feel. You just do. Old Miss Georgia. Hey, look, I love this game. I said Alabama earlier. No, no, no. Georgia looks ripe. Ole Miss is coming in. I root not for Georgia because I think they're idiots. I think all this cars going fast is stupid. But Ole Miss I like because I like Lane Kiffin. I'm going to take Ole Miss. I don't know. I'm not taking it officially. I'm going to take it because I'm probably going to watch the game. Eh. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I love you. I didn't. I do. I did forever. I've always loved Lamar Jackson. I've always thought Lamar Jackson's great. Uh, He struggled early, and you know how I am. I got no time for struggling. You do. You love your team. I love my Ravens through and through. I don't. The only team I truly love 
is my daughter's, stepdaughter's, stepson's, and son's team. I'm going to go watch Illinois State play this weekend. I can't wait. I'm going to see if they're any good. So I don't care about the Ravens or Lamar Jackson unless he plays well. He's playing well. Uh, stock down, Justin Fields. I don't know. Some points you got to play. I don't know. I mean, I'm watching that Banget guy, and he's got a great story because his dad's an arm wrestler, but the Bears stink. The Bears needed to win that game last night because they do have Carolina's pick, and Carolina needs to be the worst team for those of us that are fans. Uh, The Los Angeles Clippers. I will always say the Los Angeles Clippers. They're off to a bad start, and they should be because they brought clowns onto their team. Never bring, excuse me, clowns onto your team. I don't like clowns. James Harden, I got two words for you. My backside. When you bring James Harden, who, by the way, views himself as a system. The dude's a system. Huh. Interesting. It's a bad system. It's a losing system. And then, of course, Don Staley. You know, we've all heard this before. Say it with me. What does the color of someone's skin have to do with anything? Oh, wait. We've been pounding it in our heads. You can't say they or them or I, whatever. It's pounded into our heads, and you are a racist for saying it, except when the NCAA comes out and says the officiating in the Women's National Championship game between Iowa and LSU was substandard. I'm telling you, I've never heard that before. That's unbelievable that they said that, but they did. So Don Staley comes out and says, well, let's not run over these dark-skinned ladies, these brown-skinned ladies. Why not? Oh, so all of a sudden color matters? Well, if they were white, we're good with it. So all of a sudden, the color of the skin of a person matters. Thought sports was a meritocracy. We all know Black Lives Matter is crap. We all know what does the color of skin matter. We all know that. It's all crap. Don Staley, stock down. Dan Dockage, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. It's 10.30, it's Friday, it's screen caps, that means hot women, Joe Kinsey, and apparently, somehow, someway, we got some candles, Joe. What's going on with the candles? What are you doing here, kid? Uh, by the way, I was not expecting you to rip John Daly today, but that's why I come on the show. I love it. You never know what you're going to get here, and that's why I keep coming back. Uh, this one, we have, uh, this is the New York City Marathon. Dan, if you didn't know about it, the game, they actually do game day signs for the New York City Marathon where they taunt the the runners. So if you're running, there's signs that say no poop till Brooklyn, or, you know, uh, if you think your legs hurt, uh, wait till you get to mile 20 or whatever, right? So I love the idea that the, the people of New York City taunt the runners. That's a genius idea. We need more of that. Joe, when did that start? I never heard that before. 
I've seen it for about the last three or four years, maybe five years. I'm not an expert. I've been to the New York City Marathon once, did not run it. But I didn't. I don't remember seeing signs. I think this is a genius idea, Dan. We need to see more of this at five Ks and ten Ks in little cities around the country. Taunt the runners. I love this idea, especially guys like you and I. We're not running, are we? Oh, I ran a half marathon about oh. eight years ago, and uh, it was me and a fat kid going back and forth. And I and I'm like, all right, I'm beating this fat kid. And I just took off over the last, I don't know, 400 yards or whatever. Cause I was big, cause it was, I'm fat and I'm like, I don't care. I'm beating this guy. My belly's bouncing, you know, and, uh, 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 gritty does think as well that John Daly is gross. And, uh, I am with you. Good. Next. It's a good story. Uh, beautiful golf course, Dan. Uh, you know what? I don't ha- have you been swinging very well. You've been playing. Getting ready to play at 1230, and I'm not playing great, but that's all right. I won money the other day, Joe. This is beautiful. This is gorgeous. Um, yeah. I'm not talking about a woman for once in our deal, Joe. This is awesome. Where is this? Where, where does it say? What is it? I can't even read it, Dan. What, where is this? Hang What's on. it say? Lookout so- Mountain, Georgia. Lookout Mountain. I've been to Lookout Mountain. Uh, I remember climbing up Lookout Mountain, and it was hard rock, and I busted up my knee. But the restoration from Taylor Rye and Kyle Franz, both features are back. The punch bowl look is back at Lookout Mountain, Joe, because Lookout Mountain is a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous place. My parents were both teachers, so they knew different places to go. So we went to Lookout. We didn't play golf. I wouldn't mind. But it looks, looks awesome, Jose. Do you play or do you just mow the grass? I play. Let's play, Dan. I love it. Let's, uh, let's get together. I got to get down. I got to get to Dayton because I travel. I I I, I travel. Um, but all right, next. Dan, I live in I live in Toledo. Dan, I live in Perrysburg. You know the area. No, you don't. Do you live in Perrysburg? Yeah, Dan. Uh, Sylvania Country Club. I loved it. Loved it. Anyway, next. Oh boy, we got okay. a car. We got a car. We got auctions. We got yeah, a car. Dan, Joe, Dan, go back, ahead. Back. Back in your college days, did you drive a Honda CRX? Joe, back in my college days, I, I'm, this is a true story. I had a Volkswagen, uh, it wasn't a Beetle, and it was a Lemon. I took it in, Joe, I took it into Kinsey's Body Shop. It needed some work. About a week later, I went back to get it. The guy said, hey, Dan, your brother came in here, and he took it. I said, okay. Kid, 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 was it Kinsey or Kisner? I don't know. He was a race car driver family. My brother got my car out of the shop and sold my car without me knowing it to go on spring break. I'm like, where's my car? He goes, I sold it. I go, what are you talking about? You sold my car. Then, Joe, uh, I had a Chevette. Do you know what a Chevette is? Oh, yeah. I know a Chevette. Joe, I had a Chevette my senior year. Second year out of college, I'm a grad assistant. Night before we played Michigan, now I'm a grad assistant, so what do I care? We have a huge poker game at my house. My Chevette, I watch it get towed from in front of my condo that I was staying in. I wasn't going to go out and worry about it because, well, frankly, I didn't care. They towed it. Joe, I never went to go get it out of the tow lot. Never went to go get it. Uh, It was three years old. 
Never went to get it. Went and looked at it once. Thought, eh, I don't need it. I was getting a company car from Indiana the next year. I never went and got it. I'm not great with cars, Joe. I got good stories, though. That is a great story. Holy crap, Dan. I mean, that's that's one for your book. When you yeah. got to write stuff like this. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. And my favorite car that I sold with noodles in it was an eight, uh, 78, 75, whatever it was, 74 Plymouth Gold Duster. My girlfriend at Greektown, senior year, they fed us wine. She puked all over my brand new pants from Silverman's. I sold the car with noodles from her puke still in it. Joe, that is my life. Next! Wow. I look back at that and I That's think, it. what was I thinking? Like, what was I thinking? Joe, what's going on this weekend? What are we thinking? Ohio, Penn State, Michigan. Who's winning? Will Harbaugh be on the sideline? Dan, give me, you're a big lines guy. What is the line on this game? I saw Michigan was a four or five point favorite. Uh, over Penn State at Penn State. I think it's a field goal game, Dan. Low scoring, field position, field goal game. I'm going to have to take the points here, Dan. Give me the points. Feels like a field goal game. If I'm getting more than that, I need the points. Give me Penn State at home. There's a rule called the rule of 84%. When you take the underdog, you don't only 84% of the time, if the underdog covers, excuse me, if the underdog wins, they cover. So I'm going to take, I think I'm going to take Penn State on money line, and I think I'm going to take them plus four. That's the rule of 84%. Joe, have a great weekend, my friend. Good luck, Dan. That's the great Joe Kinsey. Every day, screen caps brings it to you. What did we see there? We saw cars, we saw golf, we saw girls. My God, that's like, I don't know, isn't that the trifecta of, uh, well, I think Kind of, sort of, maybe greatness. Hey, by the way, we're looking forward to this. We want this to happen. What do we want to happen? You know what I want to happen? And I'm guessing this will be with outrage. Oh, my God. I want Trevor Bauer back in Major League Baseball. Do you? Am I wrong here? I want Trevor Bauer back in Major League Baseball. Seriously. See, Trevor Bauer got screwed. And we saw the videos from the girl who is a uh, cleat chaser, a little baseball hooker. What do they call her? Baseball, I don't know, something. She's a little pain in the ass. She trapped this guy, cost him his livelihood. They need to go. Trevor Bauer apparently is on the verge of returning to Major League Baseball, or is he? We'll show you a tweet that came out from John Heyman. Look, players, including Mookie Betts, have stood up. Let's show the tweet. Have stood up for Trevor Bauer. They have said, hey, look, Trevor Bauer is a good dude. Trevor Bauer deserves to be back in. If every guy that ever had a dalliance with a woman that was, oh, I don't know. There's a legendary story about Wade Boggs and the announcer woman for uh, the Yankees being his slump buster. If every guy that had the sex with an indiscriminate woman got suspended, I would be crazy. Look, the agents here, Fedorov and Luba, he's smart to have a woman agent. And by the way, is there ever been a hotter attorney than Donald Trump's attorney? Holy cow. Anyway, they're meeting with teams in hope of finding Bauer a job back in Major League Baseball. He went 10-4, and 276 ERA, Yokohama, including 9-2 and two over his last 15 starts. 
His fastball ticked up one mile an hour on average, hitting 99.3. Look, just stop it. Baseball is filled with drug-addled Adderall-using crazy people. Baseball has always been filled with crazy people. The sex in baseball and women in baseball are insane, too. It's a great story of a guy that I knew. Somehow a naked woman ended up in his bed in his hotel. He didn't know the woman. She got in by paying the uh, hotel keeper or whatever. I don't know. Baseball's degenerates, and I love it for it. Look, I don't give a rat's ass about that woman that fraudulently charged Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer should be in the big leagues, and Major League Baseball is ridiculous. I would go as far as to say if Trevor Bauer was transgender, he'd be in in a second. African-American, he'd be back in a second. Full of crap. Easy target Trevor Bauer. Just another example of our world gone nuts. All you got to do is watch that video and listen to interviews from the little vixen that got Bauer. Bauer, look, guys are easy. The lovely Lee Ross will tell you, guys are simple. The the male brain is simple. We want some money, we want peace, and we want some sex. And then when we go out in public and have beers, we want maybe either to chill or a little confrontation. It's just how we're wired. And in this day and age... That's not the greatest thing. All right. Uh, I got some bets for you. Here's the deal. Seven and two. We are one and two in our last three on the house bet. But I've already bet more money than I should on the house bet. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is a little something we call the last, last, last thing. Yeah, it's Friday, and I've been working hard for you. I have. I've been working my ass off for you guys all week. I've been bringing the goods every day. We were supposed to have Kermit Washington on today, he of the punch of Rudy T, but I thought, you know what? People don't really care. We had the blackout going on, the rolling blackout, or what they call it, a power surge. So I figured we'll just do this. Anyway, long story short, we got some bets. And I'm going to start with Arkansas minus two and a half over Auburn. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not mad. And I'm not mad at Sam Pittman. We all love Sam Pittman, the coach of Arkansas. Why? Well, because he's the fat guy that talked about fishing, drinking beers, stooping the old lady. You know what I'm saying? They did a lot of that. Well, guess what? Sam Pittman and the Arkansas Razorbacks might actually be playing some good football. Look, Sam Pittman is on the hot seat. There's no denying that. Anybody that says he's not doesn't know who he is. And most people, frankly, don't know who he is, nor should you. But Sam Pittman's Arkansas Razorbacks, and this is all we care about. I don't give a damn who gets hired unless it's my son. I don't give a damn who gets fired unless it's my son. Don't care. Excuse me. Not even a little bit. Arkansas is one in five. That's right. I said it. I meant it. One and five, but they went into Florida and won for the first time. Now, this is coming off one, two, three, four, five, two, four, six straight losses. Here's what that tells me. There's some sack to this program. It does. It tells me there's some satchel. I can grab them between the legs and know that there's some something there. You know what I'm saying? There's some ass to this program. Because in football, uh, basketball, this time of year, a lot of people are headed south. Now, look, 
Arkansas, excuse me, Auburn has won their last two. They went into Vandy and won. They beat Mississippi State. But Arkansas has been pounded by other teams. Actually, not pounded necessarily, but just beat. I'm going to take the team who's got some ass. I'm not betting much on this game. This is more of a theory game. I have a theory about Arkansas. You lose six in a row, you come back, you go to the swamp, two things are going to happen. You ready? One, you are going to get fat-headed because for the first time all year, people aren't disrespecting you, and you're going to forget to play the next game. Or two, this propels you. A win like that, if they have any leadership, should propel Arkansas. I've seen it too many times. Teams that have come back from the dead, they get a big win like they did. You can say that Florida's only 5-4 and and good for you, but when you've never won in the swamp and you do it after six straight losses, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. W, take them. Take Arkansas. Give the points. Bet just a little bit. Will you please? Just a little bit.